the podcast for you, the real estate professional. This is One on One, the official Realty One Group podcast powered by One University. All right, we are I'm joined in person again by Mark and Kathy. Hi, guys. Welcome. Thank it's you. Good to see you guys again. Good to be back. Um, yeah, I think it's always a lot better when we're in person. It's, it's a big and rich experience. It is. It definitely is. Um, I think, you know, we, obviously I get, to, I get to see you now every week, Kathy, but there's something about being in person that makes it a lot better. It is. It is. Um, so what's new? What's next? What, like, obviously we know where the market is at. Uh, people are... A little concerned, I think, for lack of other words. So what do you guys want to talk about today? I think the market continues to shift. It does. And, and I, I think people that haven't experienced this kind of market don't know what to do next. Realtors, professionals. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it depends on where you are in the country. But in a lot of markets, it's already shifted or it's in the process of shifting or it's, it's coming to a market near you very soon. But I think that people definitely need to be prepared for the shift that's happening and most importantly, as real estate professionals, we have to be good coaches for our clients mm-hmm. and really help them understand how to navigate a shifting market because buyers and sellers are always late to the party right? and they get their information from other sources besides real estate professionals. And those sources are sometimes just trying to sell bad news or scary news or just get people worked up um, to get viewership. And that's not always the best place to get information when you're making an important decision about buying or selling a home. And Mark, don't you still agree? It's an adjustment. It's not a crash. And the people selling product, the people trying to sell airtime, the people trying to do all of that are making it something it's not. Well, they're sensationalizing it Mm -hmm. and trying to scare people. But in reality, I think that it's it's an adjustment. It's a correction. It's a correction. And it's a necessary correction because the market that was we were in was unsustainable. And first things first, have that trusted guide, mm-hmm. have that trusted navigator, which is what we coach our affiliates to be all the time, right. is that resource that, that professionals can go to. And I think across the country, that's what professionals are looking for is who's the person that, or who is the company, who is what is the brand that's experienced this, grown through it, and not only survived but thrived. Yeah, absolutely. That. And I think that that's one thing that we can say as a recession proof brand is that we actually yeah. not only survived a recession, mm-hmm. but we thrived during a recession. We grew significantly in agent count and transaction count while a lot of other companies were unfortunately going out of business. And that's because of our business model and the way that we support our real estate professionals and guide them through the changing markets. So obviously we're talking about 0708, right? Mm-hmm. Which was the last recession. Mm-hmm. So would you argue that an agent that maybe started in 2009, 2010, even so they're, they're, been in the industry for over 10 years are this is their first real scare and so even so basically someone who has lived through another recession are they have you spoken to maybe a more veteran agent that Mm -hmm. is seeing this differently a little bit more optimistically like you know if if the first time you see something it might scare you but if you if you've lived through it once you know how to navigate it a second time yeah i mean i think the agents that lived through and worked through the last recession and we were certainly those agents i think that they realize that this is not that, that yeah. this is not as scary as that situation yeah. was. They also recognize that in a shifting market, there's a lot of opportunity. Exactly. And I think that those agents that are, that are experienced recognize the opportunity that they can now go out and gobble up more market share. Sure. They're smart about the way they approach the business and they're intentional about getting in greater communication with their customers. And I do 
think that a lot of what you have to do in a shifting market is increase your amount of communication, the frequency of your communication with your customers to make sure that they understand what's happening. And if you go back to, in our class, we use the example of the book Chicken Little. Yeah. And if if viewers have ever read that book, go back and reread it because, you know, Henny Penny runs around the barnyard and she's screaming the sky is falling and gets every other animal in the barnyard running around after her. And the farmer comes out and goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is an acorn. This is not, the sky is not falling. And I think that's where we have to be now. And Mark, if you want to talk about setting those expectations, what does that look like? I mean, I think, so if you're a real estate professional in today's market and you're working with a buyer or a seller, you have the first thing you really have to do with them is sit down with them and explain what's happening in the market and the shift that has occurred because they may be coming to it with the perception of the way the market was two or three months ago. Sure. It's not that recent that things have changed. I mean, it is that recent that things have changed. And so they need to be educated and you have to educate them. If you're a seller in today's market, you need to understand that the days of throwing your house on the MLS and getting multiple offers at ridiculous amounts over the asking price in a matter of 12 hours, right. that's not the market we're in anymore. Yeah. The market has shifted to a point where now you should expect your house to sit on the market for a few weeks and probably get less offers on that property. You're still going to sell it for market value, but you're going to sell it for market value, not over market value. Right. And that's the reality yeah. the sellers need to understand. And if you're working with a buyer, you need to explain to them that, just because the market has shifted, it has not crashed. And it doesn't mean you're going to go steal a house. You're still going to have to pay market value for a property. You're just not going to have as much competition for that house. And I think it's those setting of those expectations that's going to help your customers be better prepared for what's happening. And I think you're going to have happier customers and your customers are going to be less frustrated as well. And I think, Mark, to look at data, you said something key there is that change of the past two to three months. Mm -hmm you're going to have to be on top of your game. You're going to have to be on top of your local market because you said when we opened, some parts of the country have experienced, some are in the middle of it, some are coming through it. Right. So again, look to that navigator. Where are we in this process? And what do those expectations need to be? Because you can't look at data from six months ago mm-hmm. and, and base anything. And that that's the biggest thing. I think we're in a market that you've got to be fundamentally sound. And right. if you've been in real estate for five years, I'm just going to use that. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not have the skill set that you need for this market. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to dive back in. Nothing hard. Just dive back in to be fundamentally sound as far as pricing, as far as what to look for, absorption rate, dates, um, days on the market, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the benefits of One University is that we offer a lot of that training. And if you look at the RevUp program or any of the fundamental classes that we offer through One.U, there's lots of opportunities for agents to get reeducated or just get some information that they might need to be able to navigate this shifting market. And they're going to have to start doing things that they maybe haven't had to do for a while, like open houses yeah, um, and doing additional marketing on their listings and buyer consultations and things that are some of the tried and true methods that most successful agents know how to do. But if you've been doing the real estate business for only the last few years, you may not necessarily know how to do these or the way you've done them in the past may not work in today's market. And even successful realtors are saying, Oh yeah, I forgot forgot about that right and so don't feel if you're in an office don't feel um awkward going into a rev up class with new people because you need reminders Mm -hmm. and it's going to trigger things that are going to just take you to that next level so i i was talking about this with my team because you know we're constantly building recruiting campaigns and and trying to figure out um you know what is the best way to market this brand and right now we're really on this business coaching thing Mm -hmm. um how do you explain to an agent who is nervous right now, 
possibly scrambling. They're not getting the steady paycheck that they once got a year and a half, two years ago that you need to take a moment right now and, and educate yourself and grow your brand. Cause I think that's a, that's a hard thing for a, a, a hard pill to swallow for a lot of these agents because they're in, they're in survival mode at this right. point. And so when you, and, and you don't get paid to educate yourself. Right. So how do you like, what's the best way of like going about that? So, I mean, I think there's a couple of ways you can accomplish that. One is you have to acknowledge that you need to change the way you're doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, and what I've been saying to a lot of agents lately is you have to step up your communication. You have to start communicating with your sphere of influence more frequently and reach out to them and let them know what's happening. And there's a lot of people that were buyers during the last couple of years that have decided not to buy yeah. because they just felt they couldn't compete. Compete Now's a good time to reach out to those totally. folks yeah. and get them off the fence and back into the game because there is an opportunity for them to buy now. And yes, the rate may be a little bit higher, but it's still a very reasonable rate. I mean, rates in the fours and fives are not something that I think people need to necessarily get upset about. Agreed. Um, I, you know, I think that people got very fixated on the fact that we had rates in the twos and threes, mm-hmm. but that was never something that was a normal market. Right. And fours and fives are still a very good rate to buy a house at. Um, the other part of it is that in one university, a lot of our learning modules are what we call micro learning. So they're short, they're 10, 15, 20 minutes. We're not yeah. asking people to sit down for two hours yeah. and sit through a class. I mean, the workshops that you can do in your offices, those are typically an hour or two hours and that's more intensive, but you can do self-led learning through one.u yeah. that are short micro learning courses that I think is a great way for you to get educated. You could do that while you're driving to the office in the car on your mobile app. You could do that out when you're at the gym. You could do that when you're out for a walk. You can do that in the evening. There's times during the day where you can get that done and multitask a little bit. Totally. I think, I think a couple of things. Number one, go back and look at your source of sales. Where's your business been coming from? Mm-hmm. And like Mark said, go back. Even if you segment that database and mm-hmm. say, okay, these are from which community? You know, which tribe do you need to touch? And just set up a plan that is consistent right. in reaching out to that sphere of influence. And then after assessing where, what is the source of the sale, where do I need to plug? And if you're not familiar with that, we do have learning tools to help you know how to do each of those. So it's not, we're not talking time consuming. I don't want people to think about 1.U as continuing education. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I've got to go sit for 12 or 30 hours to get this because it is those bursts of information that they can literally walk away and say, okay, I'm going to do this one thing. Yeah. And the one thing is going to make a difference. And then I'm going to do one more thing two days from now. And some of the things that they really should be doing right now is just taking advantage of some of the tools and resources that we already provide them, like the CRM, like the website, like the home search app, um, like the creative studio. These are all tools that are relatively easy to set up. In most cases, they're already set up for them and they can just customize them. And we have great tutorials in 1.u for them to follow. It's not something that it takes something that has someone that has an IT degree. I mean, like these are not meant to be difficult. They're meant to be very user friendly. But these are tools that will help them increase the opportunity to communicate with their sphere through digital, through um, sharing of apps, through um, email campaigns. There's a variety of ways that they can connect with their sphere to start to create opportunities for themselves. But it is in a shifting market. Agents have to work a little bit harder to yeah. create opportunities for themselves because there are less transactions being done. So the best way to increase your transaction count is to talk to more people. Right. It's and just I a numbers think, game. I think everyone is needs to be okay and admit that coming out of a big and rich market like we've had, that you're going to develop bad habits. And you're going to have to admit that. Yes. And once you've admitted those bad habits, it's say, how do we overcome? What do I need to, what basics do I need to get back to 
that are going to generate that income. It's all about leads. It's all about generation and not panic. Yes. I think though, like you said, if you're an agent that's less than, you've been in this industry for less than five years, mm-hmm. they've lived through a false reality. So they pro- maybe they did super well in the last two years and that's all they know. Like right. that, mm-hmm. That's really difficult for them to then, you know, now live through this and, and yeah, have to. Yeah, they're gasping at yeah. this point saying, what do I do next? Right. Yeah. So. And part of that too is I'm sure if you were successful over the last few years, you've gotten used to a certain lifestyle sure, and you mm-hmm. want to be able to maintain that lifestyle. Yeah. And if you're doing less transactions, it's harder to maintain that lifestyle because you have less revenue coming in. And so you have to look at how am I either going to increase, increase my transactions to maintain that lifestyle? Or if you're not with a brokerage where you have a fee structure that supports that lifestyle and you're paying too much to your brokerage, right. you need to take a hard look at that and really consider, is this a good yeah. time to make a shift to a brokerage where I can keep more of what I earn on every one of my transactions because they are more precious. And as we enter the fourth quarter, we will be coming out with the 2023 business plan. And that's essential for professionals to sit down and map out everything we're talking about and then come back and we can do, we can do our next episode on that. if we Well, that's what I was going to say. So when would you encourage these agents to start their 2023 planning? I would say October, October, November, October. Yeah. Okay. The best way to have a great Q1 for 2023 is to start practicing yeah. what you're going to do in Q4. Okay. Q4 loads Q1. Mm-hmm. And it's almost a fifth quarter deal where you've got to start the fourth quarter of the previous year in order to launch really good for that year. So that's if you do your plan in October, then you've got November and December to really work. A lot of agents take off November and December and we wanted to keep working. Yeah. I I mean, I've definitely noticed it too. Like the industry kind of shuts down like in the December time. Yeah. I mean, what I've noticed every year in my career in real estate is that between Thanksgiving and new years, a lot of agents just check out. They just Mm -hmm. stop working. They're not available for the leads that are coming in. And if you continue to work during that time frame, you can pick up a lot of that slack and totally. it's a great time to mm-hmm. buy or sell a house yeah. is around the holidays. And so you just have to be available. And the other reason that you do the business plan in that time frame as well is we know anything that we're working on today in real estate transactions is 30, 60 or 90 days out from getting paid. Right. So you really need to start on that. And if you want to be having closings in January of 2023, you need to be working on those in in October and November and yeah. December. Right. I mean, yeah, that's a fair point. If you take off November and December, then you're, where are you? You shouldn't in expect to in have January. deals. Yeah. Then you don't, you know, then you don't have closings till February, March. Yeah. It just delays your success. And I think that it pushes, it creates more challenges for those agents that wait until January 1 or in many cases, January 15th before they start working on their career in 2023. Yeah. And then they don't start to see business until the spring. And that really is, it puts them behind where they should be. Should there be any uh, different advice given the like the market right now, the shift in the market right now, like should they be prepping earlier? Should they be prepping differently? Do we think uh, 2023 will like bring some new light to the industry? I mean, it's, it's obviously none of us has a crystal ball, but if you look ahead and you listen to economists, it seems like 23 is going to be a year where you're going to see slightly higher interest rates, probably um, somewhat increased inventory, but it's still going to be, I think it's going to continue to be somewhat of a seller's market still, Maybe not an extreme seller's market like we've seen, yeah. but still somewhat favoring sellers. So I think that you're probably going to see a continuation of what we're seeing right now for a little while longer. And I think as long as you're prepared for that and you're educating your sellers and your buyers on what to expect and you're communicating with a lot of people, you're going to have transactions. But yeah. it doesn't matter what the market is doing. And we've seen all, I mean, like I've worked through all kinds of markets, Kathy, I know you have as well. There are people always buying and selling houses, no matter yeah. what's going on with the economy. Well, life happens, happens, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 
People are always buying and selling. You just have to position yourself in front of them. Yeah. There's always opportunity. And the thing about holiday buyers is they're not tire kickers and lookers. Mm-hmm. If you have leads during, yeah. during the last six weeks of the year, they're going to buy. Yeah. And sellers, the common, the thing you hear commonly with sellers is, I don't want to list my house around the holidays because I don't want to have to deal with showings during the holidays. However, houses show beautifully during mm-hmm. the holidays totally. because they're decorated, they smell great, yep. there's baking going on. Yeah. Cook. It's the best time to show a property and people have a certain um, nostalgia and there's an emotional response that they have when they come through properties that are decorated and they imagine their family celebrating their next holiday yep. there. So it is a fantastic time to list your property I totally if, get it, if yeah. you're willing to do so. And usually it doesn't take that long to sell because you also have less competition at right. that time of year. Right. So it's something for sellers to consider. And if you're an agent working with a seller this time of year and they're telling you, I'm going to wait until after the first of the year, I would, you can't force anyone to do anything, but I do think it's in the seller's best interest in many cases to take advantage of less competition and how well properties show during that time. Yeah. But back to our theme, that is setting expectations. That's right. That is setting that holiday expectation to get ahead of the market because not many professionals know to do that. No, mm-hmm. no, they, they actually will tell people wait until January because you won't get as much activity during right. the holidays. And it's just, I don't agree it's with not that true. advice. It's, it's not, not true. true. Right. I mean, this is great information. I'm not an agent, but I mean, this, this is very, very, very good information. Thank um, you. I want to keep talking about this, but I, I feel like we should almost like break this up into separate episodes because I feel, I feel like we're, you know, like really, we're tackling a, a giant piece of information right now. Um, so let's call it here, but okay. I really, let's, let's circle back. Sounds um, good. Cause I, I really want to continue talking about this. I appreciate um, it. So as always, thank you, Mark and Kathy for joining me. Um, we have episodes releasing almost every week. Um, so please check them out on Spotify, Apple podcasts and YouTube and pretty much anywhere that you can download a podcast. Um, so thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks Josh. We thank you for joining us today on another episode of One on One, a Realty One Group podcast. We are powered by One.U and ask if you have suggestions, recommendations, or questions, please email learning at realtyonegroup.com. And remember, pay close attention to the details, listen to understand, not respond, and always be a resource, not a sales pitch.